GM, GM, here we are talking about Battle Plan today. Uh, we're going to be joined by Von Mock in a minute. Uh, we've got Jed here. We've got Perpetual CGI. I see that Mole Man has joined us. Uh, we're going to just like let the music play for a minute, and then we're going to get to it. going to dive into it so have you guys been checking out battle plan yet i've been playing too much battle plan i haven't gotten enough work done lately (laughs) (laughs) that's too awesome um so okay so we've got the white paper uh which was released the battle plan paper we've got access coming for pips soon that's pulse impacted people uh inhabitants and right now jed you're a uh you're a core holder, so you guys have been playing for a while. Do any other groups have access at the moment? Yeah, there was a sign-up last week for all Founders out um, token holders. So, And that's for on-chain testing. So basically, uh, it's on uh, testnet. You get to play against other people who are playing. It has the rankings, has most of the features. So it's really exciting. And I'm hoping by the end of the week that those that, that new you know, a group of people have access. Yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, I've played, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not. Um, Jed, uh, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> am I going to get us in trouble? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, yeah. no, no. It's all clear with goose. So, so we're good. Okay. Cause yeah, the, the moonlings team, they gave us early access to it. Just like cores, like what the heck, why did we get access? I don't know. I can't answer that question. That might get us in trouble, but, uh, I've played it a little bit. I know Perpetual CGI has completely played it and uh, probably like already discovered all the underlying secrets. Juicy Jama has been on there. Jed, uh, you've been actually killing it on that while you don't get any work done. But I see that Von Mock has joined us. He's been playing it too. Von Mock, good morning. Yo, yo, GM, GM. Let's be on here. Sorry, I'm running a little bit late this morning. But yeah, I've uh, I actually haven't played it in the last week and a half. But before that, I was like playing it for at least a few hours a night, um, and I I just loved it. I mean, it's it's definitely addicting, but not in like <clears throat> I guess an over excessive way. It's more like if you're you know just having some free time or you're just like you know chilling. Like it's just something that kind of pulls you in because the graphics are just like beautiful. Also, like it's weird when you lose, you kind of want to keep playing, and when you win. Like, you're just like, okay, I'm on a streak right now. I can't, like, stop, you know? Um, and you're always constantly learning. And then I think, like, even myself, I've kind of, you know, connected with a few of the characters. Uh, but I think the one thing that would kind of take it over the top to where it's very kind of, like, familiar in that sort of addicting sense that we've seen with other games is when we start playing for sort of that GG token, you know? Because um, right now, it definitely feels like it's kind of like a little hobby, like, definitely fun to play in the evenings and whatnot. Um, or even, like, you know, throughout the day if you can. Uh, but... What's it called? Uh, like the biggest thing is so much that like you're competing for something against other people. You know, like right now it's, it, you know, it's kind of like you're, you know, playing against a computer and whatnot. But yeah, dude, I had that I had that same experience. I mean, even playing against the computer, 
I was like, okay, I'm just going to play for like 10 minutes. And I ended up playing for almost two hours. It was insane. Um, and I didn't, that, to be fair, you know, most of the time, you know, you play a, a game and two hours is like enough to kind of figure out all the mechanics and kind of know what you're doing. But I played two hours and I was still like, holy shit. What, why did that mess up? You know, I thought I had like the perfect strategy and then suddenly like a, a new team dropped in and I just got my ass kicked by them. Um, have you, have you guys developed any sort of strategies yet? Have you kind of figured out um, a little bit what's going on with it? Uh, myself, like I'm still shaping up my strategy. It kind of, it's constantly shifting. That's why I'm like, you know, trying to get back into the game. I, I didn't realize that like you had to like sign up again to be, you know, on chain and whatnot. And then I was on like basically PTO the last few weeks or last week at least. Um, so yeah, but I think prior to that, like at first I thought, okay, like, you know, really strong defense is like, you know, strong offense of sorts. So I'll get like, you know, most of like my, uh, you know, assets are like the characters backed up with like, you know, really high health, like, you know, shield, whatnot, like have them like have sort of those um, properties where they can, you know, heal their, uh, um, partners inside the game but then like i don't know like i would go you know face off against like a trio that just had like complete strong offense and they just obliterate me um like it could have just been like the pairing and, like the planet and all those sorts of details so i kind of since shifted to like you know like really really forcing like a strong offense just like uh sharpshooters um and maybe like one sort of uh what was it called like brawler just like someone that can kind of handle like up front and personal but like two like sharpshooters of sorts um and yeah that's kind of like how i've been leading recently yeah i feel like that's a that's a good strategy i mean the sharpshooter is i don't know why but but initially i was just like oh sharpshooter i don't care about that but that seems to be a really strong asset to have the sharpshooter jed have you used sharpshooters a lot right oh I, i've gone through all the strategies i swear hey i just want to give a shout out to rdls here and we should get perp and RDL may be up on stage if they want to join in the conversation too. But um, yeah, so I've gone through a number of different strategies and I thought I was like a god at the game until I realized I was late to the on-chain testing and I went <laughs> on-chain and now I had a couple of good days. But then it, the beauty of the um, the way that the game works is that, uh, with the ranking system, if you start killing it in the game, it'll put you in your place because then I went to play last night after killing it for a couple of days. And I, I I'm like, I'm the worst <laughs> battle player player because it, you know, it leveled up and it made it so much harder for me. So yeah, I don't know, but different strategies, uh, definitely the burning with the, um, um, Oh, what is it? The cove has where if you take damage, then it does damage to other people. If you compare that up with pyro, then you can just start throwing fire at all your opponents. It's pretty pretty wicked. Okay, and I did throw out uh, invites to everybody in the audience. If you got one of those invites and you're like, what the heck? It's because we're talking about Battle Plan, and we want you to be talking about Battle Plan, too. RDL got an invite out to you. Uh, Wiggles, I'm going to get the invite to you, Juicy Jama and BGF. Uh, Von Mock, I'm going to hand the mic to you for a second while I send out all these invites. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, like, Daniel, like, you've, I think, been playing it quite a bit and been uh, you know, chatting so much in the Discord about, like, your current strategies. Has, has anything shifted in the last, like, week or so? Or, like, have you kind of found, like, your rhythm kind of going into this next tranche of uh, activities? Yo, what's up, guys? So, the, uh, remember, I'm still on the off-chain version of it. I'm not an on-chain one yet. So, I haven't seen, like, like, you know, what is the easy, medium, hard mode. 
like I just didn't play in kind of like the same mode. And I did notice from that first off-chain version to this this newer one we got, what, like two weeks back, there was some things where it's like, okay, the later rounds get a little more difficult, but I don't think we've even seen the nerfs yet that the, the on-chain guys have. Um, hold on, I'll be right back. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the sharpshooter, like, it's interesting. Like, I think the longest streak I've had so far has been about, like, eight wins in a row. And then it's funny, like, uh, like Jed was saying, like, you think you're, like, you know, invincible. And then shortly after, I don't know what happens, but, like, I just, like, lose, like, three or four in a row. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. You know? And I'm just like, what am I doing wrong here, you know? Um, so I, I think it's kind of, this is going to be, like, like I remember, like, was it G-Funk or someone quoted early on, like, you know, it's sort of, like, easy to play, but extremely hard to master, you know? Um, which is, like, I think, you know, anything associated to a token, like, is what you want to see. Because I think a lot of the, you know, NFT games that we've seen up to this point, like, you know, have been easy to play and then, you know, quite easy to master, especially if you have a lot of, like, uh, assets at your disposal. So, you know, this could play very well to the whole tokenomics aspect and, like, making this a little bit more sustainable over a shorter and longer period. But, yeah, I, I, I think everyone I've spoken with has, has had the same experience. But it's going to be really fun to actually see it put on a leaderboard and actually, you know, very, like, you know, well kept up with. And, like, I think really get, get the track to see how people are playing and whatnot. And then kind of learn from each other in a lot, in an easier fashion. Uh, my, my bad. I had a, a package delivery at my uh, front door. But yeah, like I was saying, for our the off-chain one, I know like shield battery is still like totally overpowered, right? Like you win every time if you just abuse shield battery, right? But in the new on-chain version, I think some of the guys, some of the core holders were mentioning it's like way less powerful now. And like a couple other things, right? So I think that's why we had this kind of first build where we just played it a lot and try to see like what was like way too good you know what i mean and i think maybe this next build on chain where we get you know like 400 people in or whatever it is i think the same thing is going to happen where we're going to see okay one last maybe like final tweak before this is like the official you know version that that goes out which makes a lot of sense because if somebody finds some kind of like way too powerful combination of skills it, it does kind of mess up the game a little bit but right now though it does seem for the most part everything's kind of balanced like nothing's too powerful where there's always going to be a counter which makes it fun hey looks like we've got wiggles and perpetual cgi up on the stage now also juicy jama joined us what are you guys thinking are you loving it wiggles we know you got thoughts on this yeah i am i've been playing a ton so i was playing the off-chain version for a long time and uh got pretty consistent at winning there um but i've been playing the on-chain version recently and pretty much can't get past like level eight out of the 15 so i've been losing a ton um i don't put too much time into strategy but just copying the off-chain version that hasn't worked so there's been i guess lots of changes um, in, in the on-chain version. So uh, strategy is changing, and I have to adapt with the times. So what, like, why are the strategies changing? Like, Is it just like the whole protocol or the whole game itself just sort of adapting to like how you know, players are playing and whatnot? Or is there any, like, has there been any discussion on that? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't completely understand like the matchmaking uh, um, of it all, but I know it takes builds that people insert into the game, and like the better they do, I get, I believe they get put in like the hard pool, um, you know, medium pool, easy pool. It has to do with like the the ratings of the Glico scores or something like that. Um, and I always choose to to battle in the hard version, so that might skew it because I'm not as talented um as, as a lot of these nerds that are playing got it so i mean it's pretty cool because in sort of that light then the most active players are going to be able to like learn the quickest and adapt um and yeah like i mean have you guys seen any hints of like okay like these you know rarer inhabitants or these like you know more badass inhabitants are like you know doing much better than like let's say like you know, I don't know, a basic one? Have you guys any hints of that? Or is it sort of like very like random? Like each one has their own sort of like weaknesses and strengths. Well, like so far in the off-chain build, I've noticed you almost always have some kind of like tank mutant in the front. And it's usually like one of the start stronger ways to start off just because you can just bulldoze through like the first four rounds. If you, you know, you have a ton of health, and just go, like, hard offense or, like, you know, big-time health boost. You know, like the juggernaut loadout or whatever. And then slowly add in, you know, the range attacks so we can, you know, get a little support. But I do wonder, then, on the on-chain builds, is it going to be worth it to kind of sacrifice the first two or three rounds and kind of use the RNG to your advantage? Like, let's say you start out with a range guy and you'll be able to, you know, rotate through skills a little quicker to try to get the one stars early versus like right now off chain, the main thing you're doing is just trying to like, you know, beef up your squad early just to like blow through the first couple rounds. But every once in a while I'll try it where, you know, I'll start with maybe like some kind of like range pyro loadout. Right. And then just maybe lose the first round or two and then just like seamlessly cruise through after that. Right. So, I think maybe when we go on chain and you're you're playing previous versions of other people's teams at those rounds, maybe that does influence the decisions you take earlier on versus, you know, like with the, the off chain. It's all it's kind of a more watered down version of competition. It's not as aggressive, you know. Yeah, and like it, I've seen like luck be kind of a factor, right? Because like you said, like maybe you start off with like a rage, you know, character. Uh, but then you could actually win the first few rounds with that person, like based off of like you know who you're going against, right? Um, so I think like you know luck combined with sort of like that strategy you're alluding to has been like a big factor. Um, but also like when you're allocating points early on, what do you put that toward? Like you know boosting skills, like levels for your health or uh, range. Like what are you doing, Daniel? So at the start, the first thing I want to do. Well, again, because I'm, you know, I'm still playing the off-chain version. I want to beef up my first brawler as much as possible. Like, you know, level them up. It's also, it depends on, you know, what kind of path RNG kind of guides you on to, right? Like, if I just roll, you know, three of the Dow Sword immediately, then immediately, you know, I can get a one-star Dow Sword. I'm just going to take it, right? Um, so the, the, the luck of, of the shuffling does kind of a little bit dictate how you're going to play the strategy, right? Also, if, 
you know, when you start the game and the first three brawlers that are up here are, you know, none of them are mutants, so you're forced to go range, right? Or figure out some kind of, you know, weird hybrid, you know, mutant with, uh, I don't know, pyro or something and, and just kind of like work your way. But also it's fun in the sense that sometimes you'll end up with like, let's say like a mutant who is more like a range loadout. He'll, he'll push back instead of pushing forward like the mutants usually do. So that also kind of determines like how you're going to play it as well, right? Like I mentioned it to, to Andrew in the battle plan chat. I had a mutant with... Which loadout was it? it? Was I think it was like crack shot or something. But he had a Dow sword, but he wouldn't use it because he was arranged. So he would keep scooting back, and he never got to use his his Dow sword. And I was like, well, well, what the heck? Why, why isn't he doing it? But it's because sometimes they'll like they'll kite, you know, where they'll guide the other team and try to use. I don't know. It's just it is interesting how they manage to like almost give each character like like a brain, you know, like they decide what they're gonna do based on their loadout. Yeah, and then also like. Uh, I was going to just add that, like, like one thing I've noticed is like, yeah, sometimes like, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but like your like, you know, team goes on the run. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of running backwards and in that time range, like the other team is like sort of like, you know, firing at you and you're like obviously losing health and that like, that makes a difference in the whole game. Right. Um, so I don't know. Like, I think it's, there's so many like uh, attributes, I guess that define that. Like maybe if you're like a long range character you're more sort of like like on the run and trying to get into that range where you can fire from a distance um but yeah i, I see that as kind of like you know a big factor and also like, like allocating points in the beginning um like do you have you gone into a like i guess a brawl where like it's like you're two and they're three because you didn't maybe allocate enough points to get to that uh you know third group level yeah yeah that happens happens a lot i i noticed some people like to get their second brawler as soon as possible, right? Or even the third one. The second yeah. one, the second brawler, adding it pretty pretty early on, I, I, I understand, right? Because remember, you're, you're given, when you shuffle, you're given five skills. So it, it usually kind of fills out what you can choose. But when you have three brawlers and you're shuffling skills, you only get five skills randomly you know, sorted. So there's going to be times where your third guy, you shuffle and he'll have no skills available to buy. So it's sometimes in your best interest to wait off on adding the third and just build up the first two. You know what I mean? And if, if you know, the, the RNG plays into your favor and you can get, you know, three one stars for both your brawlers pretty early on, then it, it benefits you to just add the third guy, right? But I have noticed normally I wait till they're free. I, I don't know if, if you guys do the same, but I can kind of yeah. hold my own until then. That's, Maybe that, completely that's exactly what I was going to say, Dan. It is like in terms of um, how you decide when you're going to add those extra brawlers, right? Because you get your action points per round. You obviously have the, the choice of upgrading your, your, your skills or directly upgrading the, the, the brawler with its stats. Um, and then you have the decision whether you want to get that second or third brawler. But you need to decide whether you use it. I think the, in the first round, it's like, say, 30 action points. Next round, it becomes 25. And then that sort of um, required number of action points keeps decreasing. So it's, it's a constant sort of challenge between trying to figure out, do you get that extra, the brawler sooner? Or do you focus on just getting that your, your first brawler being more beefy? Right, because there's going to be times where I think 
one like fully maxed out one star, maybe even two star single brawler is going to be better than a team of three. You know what I mean? Like, like control has, has shown some builds where he's got like one crazy beefed up brawler wiping out a team of three, like with no effort. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, man, it is definitely interesting because I've also been playing the, the offline version, obviously. And um, I mean, I had access pretty early when I think there was still 16 rounds and I was speaking to a couple of guys and we were obviously trying to get that the perfect game of getting 16 out of 16. And it was relatively achievable. It wasn't like easy, but it, it was doable. You know, then the, the next round came out with um, 15 and the, the whole game sort of just completely changed. Like I found in, in some of the earlier versions, having more brawlers was, let's say, better. And then, as you're saying now, in, in some of the more recent versions, having one brawler that has more um, bloated stats in that sense is better than having multiple. So I don't feel like there's ever going to be a, a set standard of what you should do. This is the, the character. This is the loadout that you need to win. I think that's kind of the, the, the point is that there are going to be so many multiple combinations for sure, there's going to be um, certain tactics that are more viable, I guess, than others. But th that that's what really intrigues me about this, is how many different moving parts there are to it. As soon as you feel like you've figured out one aspect, there's something else that could change that introduces a, a new sort of challenge, you know? Hey, that's the question I have. Is like, is every core eventually going to be included in it? And also, are, are pips going to be in it at some point? Yeah, well, I think it, in season one, we're still going to be limited to just the original nine cores, right? The, like the ones we've kind of been messing around with. And I think that I think that's going to stick for the entirety of season one. And then slowly, little by little, like they're going to be adding in more of the cores. And then eventually, all the uh, all the generatives as well get thrown in. I think that that's going to change everything like completely. Because there's going to be some generatives, I think, that will probably be better than some cores honestly like if you look at the way the traits kind of mix and complement there, there's going to be well i guess what what i am wondering and i think i've brought this up in the in the chat a couple times there are some generatives that will have more than one of that soulbound skill so i wonder are we going to have to pick which one we add to the loadout or are we going to have all those options um, that, that's, that's going to be interesting because if, if it is a case where we'll be able to add both of those soulbound skills to the loadout, then yeah, there's going to be some insane generatives in the game. Like, yeah, it'll, it'll change the dynamic. Yeah. Completely. Right. I can't wait to see slide out, man. I, I'm going to pull that Dow sword out and I'm probably going to get killed by Wiggle's big dick energy. I'm the, I'm the only one that's going to have the Wiggle's, uh, attribute, whatever that is. That's for the XXX. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I actually think the generative uh, identity obviously is going to be a big you know, step for the game because I think there's just so much social connection tied to it, you know, especially if gamers start to come on and they find a uh, character that they really like and it's like ownership for them in it, you know. Um, I think it's going to be a giant step. Hopefully it comes sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm kind of torn in terms of like whether I want to just first try and understand and master the game just with the calls that we got and obviously some of the, the remaining that, that could be added. Because um, as, as Dan was saying a bit earlier, I feel like once generatives get involved, the entire landscape changes, right? There, there's so many different sort of attributes that 
each generative could could bring to the table depending on the, the combination of their traits. Um, I, I also would I'm curious to kind of find out how those traits turn into um, soulbound um, abilities or whatever. And does let's say a nine trait pip make a big difference first uh, four trait five traits? I don't even know what the the lowest number is, but does does the trait count essentially have have an effect on the brawlers too? Would be interesting. And it, it, it kind of makes sense that nine traits would have a little bit of an advantage because when we look at these, you know, the, the, the core character previews we've seen where they show off, you know, their uh, their uh, soulbound skill, and it'll show every every trait they have will give some kind of you know armor bonus, health bonus, whatever. So, I mean, you, you'd think like I mean if 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 there's a generative with nine traits, they'd get some kind of bonus for for every trait, right? I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I would like to agree. I mean, I think I've got um, my first mint was was a nine trait, but then the big question comes in that what makes a, a pup a nine trait is essentially the earring, and a lot of people have like speculated that there's it doesn't seem like there's any logical way on how how do you make an earring um, any sort of good power or, or skill. But yeah, I don't think we've seen anything on that yet. Well, it's funny you say that, but after seeing what Goose has put together here, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes up with something crazy for like every single trait in the game. <laughs> for sure, I did. For sure. Yeah, no doubt. Can we just like shout out some love to Goose? Because this is, um, I haven't been this excited about Pixel Vault, well, in a long time, uh, actually. And I love Pixel Vault, but. This is like re-energized, I think, our community. It's brought back a lot of the, the vibes that we had before. We're still on the way up, back up. But um, it's also, you know, in Moonlands, we're crazy about it. Like, we just, like, the whole team. Like, we sometimes our team chat just becomes battle plan chat. Yeah, no, I'm stoked. I mean, like, there's very few PFPs out there that you can actually do something with. And not only do something with, but kind of grow with, right? Like, I mean, community is one thing, but eventually just hanging out in a Discord gets old. So, like, having, like, a game that you can interact with all your community members with um, and really kind of build your presence in this ecosystem is amazing. I mean, there's not... I can't even name anywhere else that people are doing that right now, you know? Um, I know Pudgy Penguins, you know, has their, like, toys and whatnot, which is picking up a lot of steam, and that's really cool that that's bringing a lot more notoriety and, like, attention to that brand. Um, and I see, like, this you know, battle plan game being the exact same thing, but more on the digital side of things and actually conforming with blockchain technology. So, like, I, I mean, I don't think there's anywhere else. So, like, these, this, this PFE is something I'm very proud of and excited to, like, see how it evolves over the next few years, you know? 100%, man. Like, even just, if, forget the potential utility that, that we're supposedly getting now, um, and, and you just refer to, like, the, the art, you know, the aesthetics. I've been working and practicing drawing over the past, what's it's been now, almost two years, three years. And to, to get anything looking as clean and good as what Chris has done with, with this collection is absolutely incredible. Never mind the fact that there's also the, the reworked art coming out whenever that is. So, yeah, just just in terms of looking at the assets, I, I love the, the generators. And you know, when it comes to the community and potential utility, it just takes it to the next level. Oh, big time. And actually, I'm not sure about, like, speaking of art, Juicy John, I mean, like, I know, like, that's something that, like, we, like, came here for, right? Like, the art, this comic style, um, like, also just, like, these sort of, like, you know, far-out alien-style, like, beings. It's pretty cool stuff. It was very, like, 
nuance at the time, right? Um, and I think even, like, there were, like, sort of these, like, I guess, skins that were being worked on, right, by, uh, like, a very well-known partner. Um, I wonder, how, are those are those still, like, like the lockers still, like, happening at some point? I know they're not associated too much with the Battle Plan game, but, like, weren't those being in the works? Have anyone heard about those recently? Quick, someone call Bob. Oh, no, Barb's entered the chat. <laughs> Yeah, but joking aside, I, I mean, I haven't seen anything and obviously heard anything um, about it. I'd, I'd love to think that it's still coming down um, the line. Um, yeah. I actually haven't kept up personally with everywhere and, and what they're up to. But, yeah, we would have to defer to someone that knows a bit more. Hey, so, okay, here's a, here's another question that I have. I mean, obviously with Moonlings, we, um, we want to be involved. Is there some plan, does anybody know, is there a plan at some point of maybe Battle Plan expanding beyond just pips? I mean, you know, there's dots. Like, it would be pretty cool to bring a dot into Battle Plan at some point, and it would be pretty cool to bring a Moonling in and, you know, other ecosystems. Has there been any talk of that that anybody's heard? I, I'm pretty sure Evo 6, way down the line, is eventually getting added in I'm, I'm pretty sure i've heard that or they've alluded to it or like strongly hinted at it if not confirmed and then i know g-funk is like kind of casually hinted at you know maybe reaching out and, and bringing in other projects but outside of the pixel vault ecosystem i don't think anything's really been confirmed or even really like teased um it, it would make sense though but then you have to you, you also got to realize Tipmouse is like, you know, world-class AAA animation studio, right? Like the, the amount of work that went into getting gen- the, the cores and generatives into this game, like the artwork and everything, like, you know, that was, that was no small feat. You know, we, we've seen like the, the behind the scenes clips and everything, like just a crazy amount of work that goes into this, right? So if we did bring another collection in, how yeah, I guess I'm not really sure how that would how that would work. Would it have to be a similar animation style? Would they have to uh, you know get Titmouse to, to do like hand drawn animations for their collection? Or you know that's why like it, it makes you it makes you wonder how it would work. I guess though if like let's just say you know for just for the sake of the you know conversation, Battle Plan is is a hit right, and you know you get a ton of people playing, and you know it's it takes over the Web three gaming space right that. Yeah, maybe there would be projects that would that would be willing to, you know, put in the work and effort to, you know, do the kind of animation that it would take to to import into Battle Plan. I think that'd be amazing, right? Like, or even like, you know, sheep and wolves from Wolf Game somehow. I think, you know, that'd, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to quickly comment on the the art sort of aspect. If you consider that, I think. A lot of the, the sort of time that we've been waiting for this game has been the art lift for Bitmouse to do each and every single trait. And it's not just about obviously drawing a trait, but it's drawing that specific trait at multiple different angles so that when they swing their body and turn, you see it from the front, left, back, whatever the case may be. And if you consider how much detail and effort Odie put into those dots, I think that would be an insane amount of work to, to get in. But um, yeah, never doubt that, that it's possible. And in terms of other projects, I, I guess, yeah, to your point, the, the biggest sort of question would be who, who funds that or how does the funding work? Because I don't see that being cheap, you know? 
I think that probably the easiest way to make something like that possible would be a custom loadout with skills representative of those collections, right? Like, you know, a Pudgy Penguins loadout and, you know, you, you maybe you turn into a penguin or something, right? Or whatever kind of hallmark traits from those collections become weapons or defense or shield. Yeah, that, that could work, right? Because then you just kind of superimpose them on, you know, the chords and generatives, which already have those kind of animations, right? Like that, that could be an easy way to do it. And maybe like every holder from that collection, you know, gets a couple skill cards from that loadout, right? That Things like that work, but... Yeah, like hand drawing the entire collection. I, I, I think if 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 a founder from a project like presented that idea to G Funk, he'd be like, "Okay, well, how are you going to pay for it?" Yeah, man, for sure. That 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 doesn't just happen for free. But you do actually bring up an interesting point in terms of like sort of reutilizing what's already there. I don't know anything about game design, but what I, I kind of assume how it works is they have some sort of rig for the character, right? Which says head, body, arms, legs, et cetera, et cetera. So there might be some sort of way that they could scale that and just instead of having a pip's head, have some sort of pudgy penguin head or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah. Or, or moonlings, juicy. I mean, uh, you know, like we share a lot of traits with inhabitants. I, you know, we have Dow swords and things like that. So uh, moonlings seem like a natural fit. Imagine like getting a badass old ninja moonling in there fighting a couple of core mutants. Yeah, then I'd kill to see a little mooning take down a mutant, to be honest. Okay, I didn't mean to distract everybody from the strategizing with that question. It was just something that was on my mind, and I wondered if anybody had heard a little bit more about it. Uh, we can get back to talking strategy if you guys want, or or we can uh, we can move on to something else. But I, I did want to hear, uh, Perp, if you're available, I know you were absolutely slaying in the um, in our, our team chat as in terms of with battle plan. Um, did you have any tips or strategies? Are you available to talk right now? Nope, we don't got you right now. And Von Mock, we, we lost you for a second, dude. Um, so hopefully you'll be back in a second. Um, all right. Should we open it up to the community and see who else wants to talk or get on stage? You are exactly right. Let's let's throw out those invites. If you guys have something that you want to share, if you have something about battle plan you'd like to get off your chest or share with the community, uh, jump up here, throw your hand up. Wiggles, what do you think? I was just going to say, see, we've got some PV royalty in, in down there. VGF, audio, Odie. What's up? Shout out to all of you. PV royalty, I like that. Well, I'll say one thing I am excited about for the on-chain build is, I think G-Funk mentioned it two days ago, um, we're going to be able to see kind of like a, a playtest version of that that skills market, you know, how all, that, all that'll work with, you know, upgrading skills, building loadouts, putting loadouts together. Because um, I, I don't know if you guys have looked too much into it, but the way that skill shop is going to work is actually really interesting. It's, it's basically like, kind of like a, a stock market on crack for those skill cards pretty much, right? Like the more in-demand ones, you know, the, the price will rip up. Um, the ones that don't have demand, you know, the price will kind of slowly go down. And then as you buy them, you know, they're collateralized by a portion of the GG you spent, which is kind of brilliant, right? Um, it will also make things really interesting on... Because there's a couple loadouts that kind of have overlapping skill cards. Um, so there's, I think, let, let's say, for example, 
Juggernaut, uh, Ravager, and Stronghold, they have five. They all, they all share five of the same skill cards, but they all have two unique skill cards. So if people strongly prefer Stronghold over Juggernaut, those, those two unique skill cards, like, are they going to spike in price and command this crazy premium? Because everybody's going to want to, you know, use this loadout since this, the strategy meta shifts favoring it that way versus like, I don't know, Pyro, which is my personal favorite by far. Is that one just going to be like crazy in demand because everybody's going to be losing to Pyro, so they're going to want Pyro? Or will like the strongest counter to Pyro be the one that all of a sudden, you know, goes in demand? It's little things like that, which are going to be really fun to watch in this playtest because they will give us a glimpse into how things are going to work when like the action launches, right? And I know, I think it was ZK mentioned to me, you have to play the game to unlock some of these skill cards. I don't know if maybe VGF could hop on and, and give me a little more detail on how that'll work, but the fact that you got to play the game to unlock skill cards, which will give you an advantage, like it just kind of increases the FOMO and the competitiveness of like wanting to win as much as possible, as fast as possible. And it'll be an interesting dynamic, even with nothing on the line, right? Like right now, there's literally nothing on the line, but I, I want to win so bad. I, I can't explain why. Especially, I know the on-chain has like the leaderboard. And, you know, ZK mentioned this morning, he was like, you're going to want to climb the leaderboard, even though it doesn't matter and you don't actually win anything. It's just like, you know, your name and your reputation on the line versus everyone else. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I can I can see like reputation being a bigger thing than like anyone anyone ever expects because I mean what we've seen with Frentech for example like where people just want to have like you know so much of like this you know notoriety with like the people like their chats and whatnot like it shows that you know that I think the sort of cost basis to what people can kind of feel and what reputation they can get is something that really matters and especially like this being one of like the first like truly like you know. I don't know, big on-chain games that can attract a lot of attention, like it being a, a place to make a name for yourself very early on in the space is going to be big. Um, it, it's, and I think ever more so for like gamers that are like, you know, trying to be the first in like sort of this blockchain NFT gaming, you know, world. So um, yeah. And like, it's going to be very like clear and like transparent. So um, there's not going to be any question about like, you know, who's the top dog in each of these, like, you know, on, on the leaderboard or in each of these like build-offs and whatnot. And then, also, a, a couple days ago, uh, Odious tweeted out something that like really kind of resonated with me. He said, uh, the players will become the whales, right? And I think that's been like the most successful path forward for NFT projects. You know, like with, with Bored Apes early on, it was, okay, you minted this Bored Ape, and then you get this airdrop, and this airdrop, and this airdrop, and it just keeps coming, right? But now it's like, Battle Plan is taking it to another level where the the best players the people who play the most the people who you know get the most like you know die hard they they earn rewards on you know these rewards tracks they, you know they build up their skills and they they trade you know that that's exciting right like that's that's how games should be right like the the, the best players the most dedicated players like have a chance mm -hmm. to like really shoot up and you know yep. become the whales right that's exactly what you want yeah, speaking of that, like, like we talked about this a little bit, but let's say like you're um, a little bit. 
Oh, can you hear me better now or now? Yeah, got you now. Got you now. All right, cool. Now I was saying, if you're like new to NFT gaming, you know, obviously Pixel Ball, like, how, what what are the best assets to like jump into? And not just like what are the best assets? Like, you know, we're talking about like, you know, there's planets now, obviously the dots, and obviously inhabitants. Um, but like, if you're gonna like go and get an inhabitant, like, does it really matter which one? Are you going for a floor? Or are you going for something that you vibe with? Or are you going for something with like some of these like cool like uh, attributes and like you know possible build outs? Like, what would you do, Daniel? So I have been getting a lot of a lot of DMs from people asking like, hey, you know, like you know, Pixel Vault's really moving lately. I, I like what I'm seeing. You know, I'm really interested in, in jumping in. Um, what what should I buy? You know, what assets you think I should I should go for? And my response in the short term is maybe kind of just sit on your hands for a little bit, like just, just wait it out just a little bit um, because, or at least just buy a meta hero. What are they like 0.17 or something? Right. Bro, like, are you the reason the floor price is dropping? Is that you? You tell people to sit on the sidelines. Damn, well, Daniel. <laughs> oh, it's, it's because well, you know, like, that, that GG token is, is coming. Right. And, and that's what you're going to want. Right. That's what you're going to use to play the game. And then from there, you'll be like, okay, well, my strategy in the game is more range or more like close up, right? Like, uh, like Cove in the game, um, she she looks like she'd be more range, but she's actually kind of a tank, right? With that that car- carab- carapace, whatever. Go for so, Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's there's gonna be people who base their buys on how they play battle plan, which is fun. Right, like that changes that changes everything. Right, there there hasn't really ever been an NFT collection with this kind of trait based utility, like like we see in Battle Plan, and people are going to go after maybe what lends to their strategy in the game, which is incredible. Right, like that's it's going to be super fun. But as far as like short term, what would I have someone buy? I guess in the meantime, just because so you can jump on certain rewards tracks. Yeah, maybe like a floor meta hero maybe like i don't know a small bag of planets or something but i wouldn't necessarily tell people like no buy everything like go crazy like you know let, let's let's see how this how this plays out get, let, let battle plan get some legs first and then you know you kind of make your decisions off that you know you know what i mean okay i gotta jump in here like i will say that um generally i don't tell people to buy anything but if you look at my wallet I bought an inhabitant yesterday. I think it's prime time to be buying inhabitants. Um, you know, and I found one that I like that resonated with me. I think it is all about the vibes, but I do think that what you're saying, Daniel, is exactly spot on. People need to like think about why they want it, what they want to do with it. Um, you know, I just tend to be a little obsessive about what I like and don't like. So um, when I see something I like at the price that I want it, I tend to grab it. Um, when when did you guys buy your last inhabitant? Your pip, your meta hero. Yeah, I just wanted to mention, if you guys actually have friends that are interested in buying NFTs, I'd be very surprised because most of mine that were kind of interested are all just, I guess, listening to the mainstream media and everyone talking all down on it. But, um, yeah, CD. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I would say I'm in the same boat. Like, a lot of, uh, like, obviously, friends and whatnot, like, kind of hesitant. You know, especially if you're talking about something like, thousands of dollars but i think like you know some things that are in like the hundreds you know might be like all right well you know if, if you if you show them more like the game itself like what they're actually getting 
like, hey, like, this is the game, this is what's going on in this ecosystem, like, kind of, like, present day, like, what you get versus, like, hey, this is what this NFT is going to build out in the next few years, like, I think we're at that point now, so I feel a lot more comfortable talking to friends about it and, like, more, you know, not pushing them, but, like, pitching it. Um, but also, like, I think the biggest group is, like, the people, like, the large amounts of people that had, like, assets, like, that are still here in the NFT space that are just, like, unhappy, but they want to still be here, right? They still want to, like, find a way to partake in things. Um, so them more, like, shifting over their ETH and their, you know, NFT portfolio to, like, these newer, you know, or the, the, this ecosystem because of, like, what is here now versus, like, what's, you know, potentially going to come. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. Hey, um, we had RDL up on the stage. Uh, we lost you. We want to get you back up here. And also, I want to say uh, VGF. Good morning to you, man. We see you. We see you. We uh, we know you're here. What's up, y'all? Just enjoying the combo, hanging out. Okay, so have you been playing the game too? Come on, you have to have been playing. Yeah, I've been playing a little bit. Uh, I haven't gotten as much time as some of the playtesters or, or the team has, but definitely been enjoying what time I I have put into it so far. Any inside scoop for us? Tips, tricks? Oh, there will be plenty of that. Uh, we've we've definitely got some some streams uh, planned for kind of like you know common methods of approach. You know, do you take a, a tank build DPS up front, a range in the back? Do you have a healer? Do you have like uh, I see Space Dragons in the room. He's he's ridiculously good at the game as well. So. Looking forward to seeing if he'll uh, hop on a stream with me to, to talk about the game. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of that style of content uh, to be coming. Um, definitely looking forward to you know more of the community getting their hands in, on the game and playtesting. Uh, it's one thing to you know ha- like be confident and proud of where it's at. Uh, you know, with with a handful of playtesters, those those core committee members that have been playing the on-chain version, but uh, it'll be a whole nother ball game once we get uh you know a few hundred more people playing and then i i wanted to mention like to circle back to um you know what would you advise people to to grab right i think the beauty of battle plan versus like you know legends of the mara if you want to play legends of the mara right now what would it cost you like a thousand bucks or something battle plan you just need a you know a bag of gg and you can get going that that is so much easier to to ease people into than like, oh, you have to buy this virtual land and then pair it with this, you know, virtual Mara thing and then you have to hatch it. Oh, but you can only buy it on the X2, Y2 and also it takes seven days or you could pay $60 right now to like speed it up. Like nobody, nobody wants to do that, you know, and it, it's, it's boring. It's not fun. It's not interesting. It's not exciting. There's not like this like depth of strategy you can discuss with people. Ba- Battle plan gives you that. And even more, I think. And like I mentioned earlier, that odious tweet where players become whales. Eventually, you know, good players, if they if they come in at, at you know, with just a small bag of GG, maybe they, they win their way up, trade some skills, and they can buy their own team of, you know, generatives just off, you know, winnings from playing. Like that that's all possible here. And that's that's really exciting. For sure, man. What what I'm also interested to see is Granted that the game does well and adoption sort of grows um, organically and we get the likes of, let's say, the RNG or Mongrel, any of these sort of traditional gamers that we consider good. I mean, obviously, they, they're good in their respective like sort of fields and games. This is a, a completely different genre. 
But at the end of the day, we've seen that rewards and stuff kind of matter. And I guess if people have a chance to make some sort of money, they'll be interested. So it will be quite yeah, interesting to see how that sort of all plays out. Looks like uh, we, we accidentally rubbed uh, Von Mock or Von Mock uh, dropped out of the call. So we'll get him back in here. Um, yeah, you're, you're right, Juicy. I cannot wait to see those gamers that we that we love and, and admire like when they get their hands on this and get the chance to start playing, it's going to be really something to see. Who would you like to see play more than anybody? Sheesh. To be honest with you, I actually haven't been keeping up with gaming as much as I used to. I used to be on Twitch all the time, playing a lot of Apex, um, Call of Duty, that those sort of things. But these days I've been quite out of it. Um, and like I said previously, I mean, the guys that I generally watch in the games that I consume are very different to battle plan and the fact that i've been so like intrigued with it and and caught up with it being such a, a different genre is what has like i, I don't even know how to, how to put it into words but that that's what i'm keen to see how it kind of rolls out to the rest of the market if there's going to be other players like that that have a similar feeling obviously i have some sort of um connection and, and admiration for the, the ip and the projects in the community so, yeah, I wouldn't be able to give you a specific name. Yeah. GM, Mr. Audio. Hey, hey, GM, GM. I just wanted to step up just to, not even as a rep of BV in any way, but just an absolute fan of Battle Plan. Like, I'm absolutely addicted to this game. It's unbelievable. So I think it's great, these kind of spaces, um, in the same way that, like, you get these NFT events when you go to IRL. Me just, I just got back from one, and all of a sudden you're in a room full of people that are speaking the same language, right? And you're just like, oh, I can't talk about any of this stuff with the people at home or, you know, family and stuff who just don't get it. And here I am in a space listening to, like, Loadout Talk and Carapaz and, or however you say that. And, yeah, I think it's awesome. I think these are just so important to have and will grow as more people discover this game because it's the game I didn't even really know I needed that I would love. So, yeah, thanks again. That's actually, that's the reason, completely the reason why we put the space together, because we were spending so much time talking about it, and we were like, man, we should open this conversation up to, you know, all of our friends at Pixel Vault and over in the Founders DAO and um, Inhabitants Pips, and why not just put it on a, a Twitter space, X space? So that was the idea, and I'm so glad you guys came. It's the same thing. RDL exactly nailed it. Um, it's it's like suddenly instead of sitting at the Thanksgiving table with a bunch of people that don't know what a, a VCR is, uh, you can talk about Betamax. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm literally like, I've got my laptop on my computer island right now. And I'm playing a game while I'm putting, like I'm making something in the slow cooker. Like, so <laughs> it's that good, you know, because you can pause. That's what I love about it. It's not like you have to be on the whole time. You can set your match. You can walk away for a sec, come back. You have like an hour to finish. It's great. Yeah, and again, I think the, the important point, at least for me there, is that right now we're just playing for the pure enjoyment of it, right? That's kind of key. And once everything else and the leaderboards and rewards come into play, I, I feel like there's going to be that much more sort of incentive. Um, yeah, just agreed, loving it. Yeah, and RDL, I love that comparison between like all these like in real life events. I mean, although these spaces are like great, it's going to be cool to one day like see like you know people come together and just. You know, not only like discuss, but also play these games in person and whatnot, and you know, have a lot of culture built around it. And I think if any like ecosystem regarding NFT gaming could do it, it's probably like Pixelbolt, like and re reboot, I should say. Um, because I don't know, like I like I love what happened with the Mar 
ARFA and like the Art Blocks community. Um, obviously, there's been so much traction there, um, a lot of culture built there. And I think like with Reboot, when we see more games added to it, we can see that culture build you know pretty quickly. Um, and then you know with Battle Plan and the inhabitants being sort of like that, you know, uh, I guess the squiggles of that whole ecosystem, you know. So I don't know. That's the vibe I'm hoping happens, and I feel like with what we're seeing right now, with people playing it, and like you know, even like people that I know like know nothing about NFTs that I've shown the game to have really enjoyed it. So excited to see it finally, all the information be out there, and it be sort of. Something else I actually also wanted to touch on randomly was the the video that was released yesterday. So one of the first conversations that we had in our, our Moonlings chat was just about we're clicking buttons to try and figure out what like needs to be done. How, what what is was an action point? How does it work? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So um, that video yesterday I think is is a great start to all the content I assume we we're about to receive. Um, also cool to see that Sims was involved as a non-fungible fungi holder from early on. So kept up with him um and then yeah we actually ended up having a whole conversation about how good it already was in the, the non-fungible discord yesterday but yeah keen, keen to see what other sort of content is going to be coming out in terms of like just helping educate the onboard people okay well we're getting down to the wire the last hour um i was going to actually play that video but i wasn't really sure if i'd be able to get the uh get the audio to come through the way that it I mean, it's just kind of the music anyway, but um, I don't know. Vamak, can you can you just play a video and it like shoots through the space? How does that work? Do you know? It's um, a different type of stream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, like, hey. Hosting on X, like live streaming on X is different than hosting spaces on X. Okay. That's, that's exactly what, I, that was one more thing I wanted to talk about was that, um, so live streaming on X is, is that it's not live right now, right? It's just testing. I mean, it is. It, it definitely has some features left to be desired, but it is live. Okay, because I was in some spaces the other day, and Elon's like um, streaming of his his playing was suddenly like canceled a bunch of spaces, and I was like, oh, okay, I see what X is going to become. It's going to become a video game streaming platform, and a metaverse streaming platform, and a battle plan streaming platform. Um, <laughs> hopefully, the everything app. <laughs> All right, so let's just wrap this up. I want to open it up to you guys. Uh, we've got a couple more minutes. If you're here, if you're on stage and you've got something that you'd like to share, just go ahead and open up your mic and, and share it. Uh, if you're not on the stage and you'd like to share something, throw your hand up. This is your chance. I mean, I'm going to jump onto the on-chain uh, part of the gaming aspect, so excited to see how that is different. And, uh, yeah, uh, definitely looking to upgrade my strategy a bit, um, especially with all this new stuff happening. Yeah, just get ready to be put in your place a little bit once you get on chain. Oh, I'm ready for it, sir. <laughs> that's that's honestly kind of been one of my favorite parts is like the collaborative, like educational aspects, like building, like fostering some of that community and that energy of like the the collaboration, the education, the opportunity to like collab and, you know, teach each other like little nuances about the game is awesome but the shit talking has got me dying. Like <laughs> the, 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 I don't know that maybe it's just everyone's kind of uh, uh, competitive spirit coming through, but uh, it's, it's definitely been quite entertaining, whether it's between, you know, the team, the cores that have been testing thus far. Uh, I imagine once, uh, you know, the rest of the community gets in on this, this closed beta, 
there's there's we're gonna see some rivalries emerge. Completely agree, man. I, I even saw a message in the founders dot chat. Someone tagged digital assets um, with a, a whole new ENS with a little snow breath flake face emoji, um, just to to flex on Daniel when he eventually beats him. Snowflake for life. I I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am to finally just destroy him. Like anytime I come across his name on chain, I'm gonna murder that guy. Daniel, they should put your ape in battle plan so he could just destroy it. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's totally fine with me. But I will say, though, um, side note, I, I do think today, assuming you know they're going to get in like 100 playtesters, 100 plus, whatever it is, this is this is honestly one of the biggest days ever for Pixelvault, I think, in my opinion, right? Just because of like so many people, they're finally going to like have that like, I don't know, like aha moment, right? Like, oh my God, you know, they, it's done. Like, this is it. This is incredible, right? They're going to go on Twitter and and share. And I know, I think, I think VGF, you can correct me if I'm wrong. We we can finally share people about it, be a little bit more open on you know the whole game and how it works and everything, and you know get our first taste of like you know how the on chain you know glico whatever thing is going to work. Like, I'm I'm yeah, really yeah. excited. In in a couple hours, we're, we're gonna we're gonna see some fireworks. Hopefully, with uh, you know Pixel community. Yeah, you uh, you cut out for a little bit there, but I think I got the gist. Uh, yes, once once uh, the playtesters are are let in from the community, uh, that embargo on content is lifted. A uh, little little more difficult to uh, you know maintain uh, outside of you know the the core committee, the NDA core committee. So uh, yes, once once this playtest goes live, you are free to share whatever clips and stuff that you'd like to. Uh, we do kind of throw the asterisk in there. Of course, there are, you know, still changes being made, updates, you know, being uh, made up on both the front and the back end. Uh, the, even the cores can attest how much has, has uh, you know, changed in the last few weeks. But uh, very excited, you know, to, to have everybody get their hands on it, get that initial impression. Um, you know, the meme of uh, Pixel Vault being only the finest of rugs uh, will hopefully live on. Uh, but very glad that uh, we'll, be, we'll be having this hidden, hitting a wider audience today. That's a pretty good place for us to wrap up, you guys. Hey, if you came, if you spoke, thank you. Daniel, uh, thank you so much for everything that you shared, your experience and expertise with it. Um, and everything that you shared is going to make all of us better players down the road. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, VGF. Appreciate your insights. Jed, uh, glad that you came on. Juicy Jama, super always to have you on. And Von Mach, the best co-host in the space, man. Love it. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. And you guys that didn't come up on the stage, hopefully next time you'll come up and join us. And if you're not a moonling yet, get a moonling. They're cheap. They're cute. They're fun. And, you know, maybe we'll make plushies or something. Who knows? That's all I got. Yeah, thanks. Peace out, everyone. Guys.